Have you been operating in survival mode? Today, we're talking to America's supermom, who shares her self-care journey. Michelle is a mother to 15 children and a woman who suffered from depression for more than 13 years. She says self-care isn't selfish; it's a necessity. So please stick around and enjoy the show. Another episode of Coffee with Tea. I'm your host Tiny Tyler, and I'm excited because I have Lachelle Atkins on here, and she is America's super mom. And we're going to figure out first how did that come about, and we're going to then talk about mental wellness. So, without further ado, I'd like to introduce Miss Lachelle Atkins, America's super mom. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Tanya, for having me. I am excited about this conversation. I have. Just enjoyed us being able to connect through Facebook, and I feel like I've already known you for quite some time. We had quite a, a nice conversation the first time we met. Yes, so yes. I'm glad so, to be here today. It's a pleasure to have you here because, like I said, we and I always want to shout out because you are a fellow YouTube sister. So shout out! We always love to collaborate okay. with you. Yes,、yeah, so <laughs> we are small YouTubers collaborating. That's what we love to do. So, Absolutely,、um, Miss Lachelle, how's how's everything with your um the COVID nineteen and everything like going that? And I I know there's a special people that don't understand. There's a special uniqueness about why you're America's supermom. So, ask you how this whole COVID nineteen. You give a little insight. They'll understand why I'm asking. <laughs> Absolutely. So yes, COVID nineteen looks a little、uh, tight quarters for us. We have. Fifteen children total, and ten of them are with us now、uh, during this quarantine, trying to work it out, get back to normal.、Uh, so yeah, that's what life is like for us. And now we are transitioning because in just a few weeks our kids are going to be going back to school, but it's going to be、um, back to the e-learning. So they're going to be actually educating from the house. So you know that's just another.、Uh, Can of worms, so to speak. <laughs> But yeah, so that's a little bit about our story, okay? With a house full of people, right? Right, right. And like、mm-hmm. I said, we connect. I I saw your video on YouTube, and the, that was the first thing that popped out. I was like, oh, I've got to talk to Miss Lachelle. So I was like, how do you manage? I can barely do with. Well, I don't even have. I had three. I have an empty house now. <laughs> Which is good. Look, I don't even know if I'm ever going to see an empty house. Our kids range in age from six to thirty. So again, like I said, we have ten of them that are still here, and、um, it's just funny. It's like I don't know what emptiness is, but the the best、uh, example I got was just this past school year. Even though it wasn't a full year, right? Because this COVID nineteen happened in March, and everybody came home. But my only experience with empty with emptiness was them all being in school all day. So this was my first opportunity in 27 years to be at home during the day while my kids were in school. Well, bless your heart. I I I, I give you props, <laughs> mad props on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, prayer. That's what I say, right?、Mm-hmm. Right, right. So. We're going to talk about more about mental health wellness, and I know、mm-hmm. that has got to be、um, really a big t- 
topic for what you do and how you deal with children and stuff like that. So how did you really get into talking about this? What's, what's the foundation, I guess you say, for, for your mental wellness yes. program? Well, for me, um, you know, I was my own um, demise. You know, that's pretty much how it happened. I suffered with depression for a period of 13 years. So just a little bit of history was I was an only child. So my mom was one of 12 and she was older and she felt she helped raise her younger siblings and her parents got a divorce when she was a teenager. And so she felt, wow, you know, it was hard. She saw her mom be a single mother and um, she wanted to leave that type of life, those humble beginnings. So education was her key. So needless to say, fast forward, she graduated uh, from college and that was the road that she put me on was uh, really seeking uh, that academic achievement and, you know, education being your key to a good life. So um, as a child, I was always driven and competitive, academic uh, success, honor roll, gifted classes and things of that nature. So when I met my husband and we uh, decided to have a family, I just thought, well, I'll just apply these same principles, you know, with our family. And uh, growing up an only child, my mom was always working as far as I can remember. That was one of her things. So I never experienced her going on field trips, being a class mom or anything like that. And that was one of the things that I longed for. So even though I was on the career track, I graduated with a marketing degree. My husband got his degree, but I just wanted to be home with the kids. So I didn't really have an example though. So the only example I had was the soap operas and they had nannies and were traveling and that definitely wasn't what was going on with us, right? So um, I really struggled with how that dynamic was going to work because all my friends and colleagues were career oriented. I had no leadership of what a stay-at-home mom looked like. So I struggled with the people pleasing, feeling like if I work hard enough, then it can be successful and just not having any kind of plan of self-care or anything like that. So during this 13 years, I was hospitalized three times. And so after my third hospitalization, I just, one, didn't want to have a fourth one. And I just got tired of being a victim. That's just the best way I can describe it because I felt like um, this situation I was powerless in. You know, it was like, woe is me. You know, it was very defeating, you know, no motivation. And uh, this period of depression for me was not that I was not accomplishing anything. So I was taking my kids to uh, soccer practice, being involved in PTO, you know, class mom, going on field trips, but I just wasn't fulfilled. So um, after that last hospitalization, I just went on this journey of self-discovery, stopped watching the news, got off social media, and really began to ask myself the questions, what do I want? Who am I, really? Because I had lost my identity. I was so busy looking outward and seeking outward validation that I lost who I was. So I went on this journey. I created a strategy that I call Fresh Start. And that was the basis of me getting out of that depression and maintaining a life that's depression-free. 
So this is how I got started in the coaching. And then during this pandemic, I did a lot more coaching through Facebook groups, helping moms who were, were struggling with managing their workload and teaching from home. So I went to the uh, drawing board again and I was like, you know what, this fresh start is good, but it's all, it's like a plan after something happens. What can I do that's proactive? So I came up with a strategy that I call SMILE for Wellness and SMILE is an acronym for five areas that we need to work on daily to make sure that we don't have this downward spiral or, you know, it gets that far gone into depression. So those areas are your sleep, your mood, your inner voice, laughter, and energy. So in my case, with just my own reflection, each of those times I was hospitalized, I didn't say, honey, I, I've had too much going on. I need help. Every case where I was hospitalized, my husband sought intervention. So for me, that was a problem because I wasn't even in tune with myself enough to know that things were not right. So now with this smile for wellness, it is a beginning for many people who feel like something's off. They don't know what it is. These are some markers that they can begin the journey to start that uh, deeper look underneath the hood to kind of figure out what is it that I could be working on that can be you know, uh, giving them a call that where they can work on these things and ask for help, get a coach, uh, get a mentor, a therapist, or talk to a friend or family or somebody like that. So that's a little bit about my story. <laughs> well, it's a very inspirational story. So what would be your, uh, I mean, I know you have the, the um, aspects of smile, but mm -hmm. what's the, the number one um, thing that people really have to start uh, paying attention that you say is the first uh, key that, you know, there's something wrong. I mean, you know, I, I guess they always say awareness. So how do you pick right. up on this? Yeah, so <laughs> it's like just using myself for an example, you know, I was not sleeping, uh, okay. but like three or four hours a night. This was regularly. Now, so again, I was talking about the period of 13 years. This really was the main source of sleep for me for that period of time, mm -hmm. you know, about three or four hours. I can count on the, uh, on my hand, the number of times that I probably had one good night's sleep, right? Yeah. Uh, because, you know, you factor in breastfeeding, you know, um, kids not being able to sleep through the night or you know, in my case, my husband was a military reservist. He was an officer. So he had his obligation with the military. He worked retail. So a lot of times with his schedule and uh, he also was the pastor. Hmm. So um, it required me to step in where he was gone. So he worked weekends, holidays. I mean, it was like a constant thing with him being out of the house as the provider with me being a quote unquote 24-7 parent by myself. Right. And so um, these are the things that I was just in survival mode. I guess that's the best way to describe it. You know, I wasn't sleeping. Um, I could switch my mood on and off. So again, it was back to that on the outside, every time I had to go somewhere, I was on, so to speak, you know, where 
you know, I was the team mom that had the little snacks and stuff for the kids or, you know, my kids were showing up to school on time, had everything they needed. However, you know, that was time outside the home, but at home, it was a different story. You know, I wasn't in the best mood. I was exhausted. You know, I felt like um, as long as I pretty much stay task oriented, I, that I felt like it was like that whole thing. People say you're busy, but you're not productive, right? So the things that I was accomplishing still wasn't giving me that fulfillment because it was all outward. It was not anything internal that I was really striving for. I didn't even know what my goals were. And, you know, if somebody even asked me what my favorite color was, I probably couldn't tell them. You see right. what I'm saying? Right. So, so what I'm, I'm, maybe if I'm understanding you correctly, a lot of the times we, we, we got the red flags but we're mm -hmm. so busy pushing them off and saying it's because of this or because of that. So like I said, how do you, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm trying to like say, how do you not know that you're giving an excuse to something and knowing that this might be a mental or, or you know, a really bigger issue than you're, you know, you know, we can always shove it off for everything else, but how do you know that this is really something that's maybe more than what it is? The first thing that I would say is, um, you know, there's things like if somebody, you can begin to ask yourself these questions. What's your favorite color? Mm -hmm. What is it that you aspire to do um, over the next 30 days? Um, what are some things that you're passionate about? If anybody even started to even ask me those questions, I wouldn't have an answer. I was very goal-oriented, driven, competitive but I just didn't have the bandwidth to think about myself. I, there um, was no self-care. It was, it was the, my worth was attached to the things that I accomplished and they were all outward and they were things I couldn't control. So for example, if my kids were doing good and they were on honor roll, then I was feeling good about myself. But if they had bad grades, then I was feeling bad about myself. You know, there was like, it, everything was outward oriented. It was stuff that I couldn't control, but I wasn't in the frame of mind to realize that. Okay. That I think I'm, I, it's, I'm start, it's starting to uh, make sense. All of like I said, I, I may, I apologize if it sounds like it's repetitive question. I'm just oh, trying no. to Yeah. <laughs> so it's basically coming down to your self awareness, uh, you know, cause as a mom, we always want to do for others, but we're exactly. not in for ourselves. So that's basically what you're talking about. Exactly. Had no self-awareness. And so what I was telling myself that I was doing that was good, I couldn't get enough of it, but it wasn't fulfilling me because I didn't have that self-awareness. So it's like, if I asked for an apple, somebody gave me one, and then I wasn't fulfilled with the apple because I really didn't want the apple. I don't know what I wanted. You see what I'm saying? Right. But right, people right. were saying, oh, you should feel good about that apple. And then I'm like, well, what's wrong with me? Why do I not feel good with this apple? But then not even having the bandwidth to say, I didn't even ask for an apple. I just got this apple because everybody else said an apple would be good for me to get. You see what so, I'm saying? Yeah. So basically you were pouring from an empty cup. Empty cup. Okay, but thinking that I was not. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it you know, I was listening to what you said, but I, it wasn't it wasn't clicking with me here. <laughs> yes. Empty I mean empty. 
Welcome, my friends. Welcome back. We had a little snag, but you know what? When there's a will, there's a way. So thank you for staying tuned with us. We're going to get this party started. So we're connected again with Miss Lachelle Atkins. She's America's super mom, and she was giving me some great wisdom. I think the last question I had with you was, um, I can't remember. What was the last question? <laughs> Welcome to my world, okay? Hey, you gotta write it down, girl. You gotta write it down. That's that's how I keep it together. I think we were talking about um, what's the one thing that you really like to leave the audience with? And I think you were talking about being authentic and pouring from it. Yes. Yes, I was listening. I just didn't write the question. (laughs) So true. So yeah, I think the main takeaway is to be yourself and know what you're working towards or what it is that you value. So for example, you know, what kind of wife do you want to be? Not what you think people think you should be or what kind of mom or, you know, what kind of pastor's wife, all these different things. You want to be your own version of who you are. And I think that's really one of the things that was a hang up for me was just that whole thing of figuring out like, you know, am I doing what people expect out of me? I felt like I had on masks, you know, literally. And it's crazy. Now we're walking around with the masks, but I feel like I was wearing them all the time, you know, and this is why I got to the point where I didn't even know who I was anymore when I looked in the mirror, because I was so busy looking at other people's standards and not really having my own clarity about who I was and what it was that I was working for. Right. If that makes sense. Oh, it makes sense. Absolutely. And I, like I said, we were, I know we froze up a little bit and we were talking a little bit more about um, pouring from an empty cup. And I would really mm-hmm. love to, for the uh, the listeners to hear really some of the golden nuggets that you, 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 you really speak about on that. Yeah, because I think, you know, when it comes back to, you know, we want to maintain our car, we'll maintain our cell phone you know, all these other little things that are material and outside of us, and we won't think about the care that we put for ourselves. And so that's the biggest limiting belief is that self-care is selfish. Self-care is just a non-negotiable. It's like oxygen. It is a true fundamental building block in you being a whole and complete person. You know, so just like you wouldn't drive from here to Texas, without putting gas in your car, because you know you're not going to get that far. That's the same way it should be with us and our um, maintaining ourselves so that we can perform at our optimal uh, position rather than being in a state of scarcity and things like that. You know, we should be living in abundance. And that comes from being able to be in a place to where you can fill yourself up of what it is that you need. And then that overflow is what you're able to share with others. So if I want to love myself, then I can show love to other people after I know what love is for myself. You know, same thing with friendship or patience. You got to first use yourself in that way to gauge what that is. And then you can pour out to others. Right, right. Yeah, it took me a while to figure that out. And I think, you yeah. know, over touch the, uh, you know, it's like you're, 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 you're so full, then you can pour out to others. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand that, you know, so that's yeah. very, and, I said, that's a golden nugget right there. 
and that's the biggest hang up that we have is that, you know, we go outward to try to receive what only can be solved inside. And so this is why we're unfulfilled because we're seeking, oh, you know, I want to be helpful to people. I want to be able to um, do whatever, you know, I want to be seen as nice. I want to be the mom who's organized and all these things that are outward, right? And so what happens is, I know in my case, I was thinking that I was projecting helpfulness, love, but then it came with anxiety, you know, because it's like I'm telling somebody yes, but then that means I have to get up earlier. I have to be ready. I have to do whatever behind the scenes to look that part for whatever role that I was thinking I was helping for, right? And so then I didn't have the stamina to maintain it. So then I'm tired from that. Then I'm, you know, giving, giving, giving to other people, but not taking the time to fill myself up and even coming from a positive place. Right, right. So mm-hmm. like I said, that's, it's, it's amazing how just, you know, that key awareness can change your life. Can change your life. Yeah. And the life change came when the fact that I didn't have to seek the validation from other people. You know, now, yeah, didn't have to seek that validation. So now it's like, you know, even we joked about before we got on this call was like, okay, well, I got my little headband on today. My daughter got me this the other day. She came in because, you know, they embraced the title America's Supermom. So she's like, mom, I found this little headband for you. You know, American things. And so, you know, that's about me building a relationship. And you know, being transparent, you know, today, hey, I have on a little headband for the interview, you know, so it's like, you know, it's being able to embrace who you are, and not have to feel that, oh, I'm, I've got to do this interview, I have to look a certain way, or I have to say the right thing, it's just, you know, today is a part of um, me being able to express who I am, however that is, you know, I should be the same wherever I'm at, you know, so there's, such a joy in being able to not feel like I have to hide some part of me. I can be that same person, whether I see you at the grocery store, at church, or in my own house. Now, what you see around me might change, right? (laughs) Like I tell people, hey, one day you might come in, this house is spick and span because we just cleaned up. 10 minutes later, my kids then ran through the house, shoes in the middle of the floor. You see what I'm saying? So as long as you know that, then we good. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ms. Lachelle, I, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And like I said, I, I want to um, extend this invitation and have you come back again. We can talk more Absolutely. about this. Absolutely. I would love to. So yeah. my number one question is, where can people find more information about you, your services, and what you do? Yes. Now I am on YouTube, as you said, and then uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, and uh, YouTube. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I also want to say thank you again for being here and we're going to be transparent. That's what I guess the biggest thing is just be transparent. You know, you're going to mess up, you're going to do great things, but hey, it's a journey. Hey, you know, that's the thing. (laughs) Nothing is perfect. You know, because if you're seeking perfection, you're not going to find it, okay? So right. you got to make it, make the best of what you got. And just, I think you take a lot of pressure off of yourself and other people. 
you know, because if we have this whole thing, I call it the highlight reel, right? The highlight reel is the edited and all this stuff, right? And so people begin to uh, seek after something that's polished and finished and perfected, right? And so these are the things that stop people from getting started because they'll say, oh, I want to have a talk show like Tanya, but look at her. She is this, you know, she asks the right questions. Her lighting is right. So they won't get started because they're measuring themselves up to your highlight reel. And, you know, it's the behind the scenes stuff that people uh, don't get a chance to see that. And so they create you bigger than what they envision. And so that's the thing that stops them from even getting started. Right, right. Like I said, you have a wealth of knowledge, and we're just getting started. Well, thank on this you. So I want to end this right here and say okay. thank you for being on. Thank you very much. We can continue this conversation another time. And yes. I want to thank those who tune in to today's episode. Uh, remember, feedback is always welcome. Emails mm-hmm. with any guests and show ideas that you'd like to see. All the the um the comments or the, all the uh, links that uh, Lachelle mentioned will be posted in the comments. Best thing you can do: like, share, and subscribe. And remember, remember, take things in stride, go with the flow, and create your own path. And again, Lachelle for being here, appreciate it. And I thank all my listeners for tuning in and checking out this co- episode of Coffee with Tea. We'll see you back here next time. Share with us what was one of your takeaways from today's show. Post your answers in the comments. Hi, everyone. This is Tanya popping in again to say thank you for listening to today's show. Coffee with Tea interviews are always free. And if you're enjoying the wisdom and insights that's being shared, please consider showing your support. By all means, buy me a coffee or become a supporter. Links are posted in the comments. And again, thank you for tuning in.